Skirt I wrap around myself. Ew! Ew! Kathy, you are my hula skirt. I don't know why I heard about Elvis today, and it just made me think of Hawaiian Elvis. And then I thought about you being a skirt wrapped around me, and I'm just kind of hula dancing with my fat tummy. And it's not pretty. It's not a pretty sight, but... It is pretty humorous. It is not humorous. Now I have this image in my head of your midsection and your groin area and me wrapped around it. <laughs> just like your your spine is flexible the backwards way. I'm like a just, snake. You know, you're like a snake. <laughs> you're like boa constrictor Kathy. I think it'd be pretty cool, personally. Uh, so gross. <laughs> Let's start a show. Okay. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. <laughs> Hello, my little hula hula friends, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live tonight, a half hour late because apparently my boss thinks he can keep me overtime whenever he wants. I'm Kathy. That cad, that rogue, that fiend. He's a rogue. <laughs> He's a rogue and a fiend, the dastardly bastard. How dare Daily. he pay me to work overtime? <laughs> oh my god, and he paid you too! The, the audacity of that fucking cocksucker! Ay, ay, ay. Well, Kathy, that's okay that you were a little bit late because I had, I mean, literally, I have so many little new, exciting, I feel like Headley, our glorious show sponsor. I feel so <laughs> excited and wonderful and dripping because there's all of these wonderful things that these perverted podcast listeners have provided, like Bakura <laughs> and Delilah have sent a lovely laptop, an HP laptop that now has a working camera and a working microphone in it, which you know what that means, Kathy? What? It means that we can now officially do a perverted podcast virtual munch. Woohoo! <laughs> Only six years in the making? <laughs> maybe just, you know, maybe it's been a little bit of a, a time getting that going. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, hey, we can do it. Now I just have to spend time figuring out Zoom. And it, and it was great. We talked about it. Bakura and Delilah, you know, they stepped up when we asked for a laptop and they sent it and uh, it arrived today, which is going to sound weird because it arrived with Joe who brought it, which the other thing that arrived today was two honey baked hams what? that were turned into beef jerky okay, you from know, Leah Spencer. Leah has become a dehydrator fanatic. I think she needs to stop dehydrating things. Well, she just hates the honey-baked hams, and she's not going to throw away two $80 hams. So she's all, fuck it. So she had her home health person dehydrate one, and she dehydrated one. So now I have literally like eight pounds of I fucking... Just, I can't imagine that ham jerky tastes very good. Oh, no, it's pretty good. I'll kick oh. you down. I mean, if you want, I mean, <laughs> we can work out a deal. 
Uh, I don't. I'm not interested in any deal you would want to work out. We can work out a love deal, Kathy. I'm not wrapping myself around you. I'll tell you that right <laughs> you now. You want my little piggy? You want some little piggy? <laughs> Stop it! Want me to put my little piggy in your bag? Is that what you uh, want, baby? Because I'll do that, it. That's it. No, no. Wait a minute. Why is Joe bringing you this stuff? Is he like a postman now? He's kind of like the safe place that I can mail stuff to. Wait, I just got an image in my head of him totally dressed in the postal uniform with a little bag over his shoulder. Which would absolutely work for Joe. Would absolutely work for Joe. (laughs) But he is a total pervert and he has some great stories and he's going to have another great story with a wonderful moral to the story later in the show cool. and we do of course partake of of the ham so a lot of exciting things going on i'm super excited to do a munch finally so i got to figure out zoom tonight after you and i get off uh after i get you off or something i don't know hey hey <laughs> kathy constrictor make it work for me anything cool and sexy happen with you I, I had a really good, I feel like last week was the first time that Creative Explorer and I got back to like our normal routine and everything was good. No, I, did, I didn't have any injuries. We didn't have any negative feedback loops. Everything seemed normal. But I, I don't know that I told you this. I'm just going to tell you this briefly. We're not going to go into great detail because okay. I'm still kind of processing it and I'm going to maybe talk about it in the next couple of shows. But I realized that, some, and this is completely unrelated to the Brat Blackout. But I realized that um, I have been um, suffering, my my life has been suffering a little bit on, because of the fact that there is just so much contact between he and I, and I can't seem to get back, get into my normal routine. I'm letting things slip. I'm not getting the the down personal time that I need to myself. And so I had told him, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you for uh, like radio silence from Monday through Thursday. Okay. And, and it, and it's been working really well because I, I feel like I've got my, just a sense of balance back in my life. And, and I, again, I'll, I'll talk about this and then, you know, maybe a few shows from now when I've really got things straight in my head. Cause right now I just know that it's working very well for me. There were very legitimate and healthy reasons to do it. And uh, nothing negative about it so far. And, and I'm, it makes our weekends even better, I think. Kathy, I think that is incredibly mature for a boa constrictor wrapped around my waist like a hula skirt. I think, (laughs) well, I think it's, I mean, this has been kind of building. And I think me and the, the listeners have been kind of watching this fizzling where you've been kind of getting a little overwhelmed and, and some things have been jumping around and it really comes down to that you are focusing and narrowing down that you just need a little bit more time for yourself. Yes. And it doesn't mean, you know, and, and that's normal in any relationship, especially a relationship that's, that's gone on for a little while. You have to recharge that relationship, reinvent yourself so the other person can reinvent themselves. Otherwise, what the hell do you have to talk about? You just finish each other's sentences and and it's just stupid. I mean, at that point. Hey, we may even make a, a host topic out of it and we'll discuss that. In the future, yeah. Well, fantastic. Then, God damn it, let's get into some other stuff. Is a zebra labia all covered with stripes? Seek our godly wisdom on some fucking advice. Always be aware, anybody who's listening to us, even though we're going to be giving you some fucking advice, just take it with a grain of fucking salt because Boogie and I don't always know what the hell we're talking about. With that in mind, 
I would why go would on. you demote <laughs> why would you demote our greatness? Because we're not great. <laughs> we are great. We're fucking we're like light no. bulbs in a dark place. That was so oh, weak. That was, that was really horrible. I really could have pulled <laughs> you know, even Kathy Boa Constrictor was, you know, at no. least something. <laughs> That's we bad. are light bulbs in a dark place. Oh wow, don't, Bug. Don't How do much it. comedy have you done in your life? Fuck me. All right, well. Take now my wife. Suck. Now are you happy now? Now we suck. Yeah. Now you feel oh, you, you now we suck. suck. Uh-huh. Because I, it's my fault, right? And now we suck because of me. We're okay. light bulbs in a dark place, Kathy. Click click. Uh, it's on. <laughs> I'm just going to own it. By the third time, it'll probably be funny. Okay, you ready? No, please no. No. Kathy? What? We are light bulbs in a dark place. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> laid some wisdom on me. <laughs> All right. We got a, an anonymous email from someone who wanted to remain anonymous, which, of course, we always respect. Never fear. If you guys ever want to write into us, you don't want us to say your name. We absolutely will respect that. So this is about someone, she, she writes in and she tells us that she and her husband are kinky, that they have a DDLG relationship. Uh, she herself, of course, has a little side, but they have wisely decided to keep this part of their dynamic to themselves. They don't make that public. Right. Now they have a friend who, a, a female friend who is, um, knows about their general kinkiness, doesn't know particulars, certainly doesn't know about the DDLG. And uh, is open-minded about, you know, the stuff that she does know. So, but this friend overheard a discussion that they were having about littles and age play. So I'm not going to go into uh, the details or the context of this conversation because the, the, our listener who wrote in asked us to keep this private. But suffice to say that the conversation they were having was not about themselves. It was a general, just a little discussion about littles and little play and age play. Well, this friend of theirs that overheard suddenly exclaims that age play is shameful, it's gross, it's wrong, and it's in an unhealthy way of coping with underlying issues, yada, yada. And then she walks away. Ouch. I know. Oh, my God. Here is uh, what our listener said happened after her friend laid this bit of wisdom on her. She says, my heart just sank. I couldn't even look up at her. I just responded with a non-committal. Yeah, well, you know, it can be hard for people to be open about stuff like that because of the stigma and that was it. She walked away and my eyes started to well up. I felt hurt. I was and still am so overwhelmed by the flood of emotions that her comment made me feel. I felt frozen. I felt, I don't even want to say it, but I felt ashamed. I kept asking myself, why am I letting this get to me? I know what we do is safe, sane, and consensual. I know it's healthy. I know it makes us happy. Ultimately, I feel like the reason that that remark dug in so deep is that I am a survivor of intense child abuse, mental, physical, and sexual. I think it's even harder for people like me to come to terms with their littleness or general kinks or to act on it and accept it. I'm just wondering... How you guys or others have dealt with this kind of kink shaming situation? I'd love to hear both of your takes on it. I need insight. I'd prefer that I remain anonymous. Thanks for taking the time to read this. You guys rock my world. Oh, and boogie, 
X tweaker yes. to X tweaker. The Mets <laughs> song rules and is spot on hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I got to put it at the end of this show now. Don't let me forget. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Tweakers never put shit away. Oh my God. It's a little inside, <laughs> a little inside tweaker humor there. Tweakers make piles. Okay. Well, I, first off, tweaker to tweaker, just person to person, just an ache, just a, a general ache. Um, because when you have, I mean, what this is, this is a friend. So this is somebody you like in your life. This is somebody you've probably had lots of other conversations with. You have other things to relate with. You feel there's a sense of camaraderie, like this person has your back. There is an actual power exchange in this friendship. So, of course, when all of a sudden you have a part of you that is so a part of you, and then all of a sudden this person that is a friend that you love and you think loves you, that you have a power exchange with literally comes at you with hate and disappointment, like unfiltered. That was unfiltered because this person did not know that they were directly stabbing you in your guts. So you got a not nice, like, oh, well, you know, I know you're doing this and maybe I have some concerns, which a normal friend might say if they didn't agree with something. But no, you got the unfiltered hate. And that is that is just a blast that should hurt. It's going to hurt. It hurt me just hearing it. I don't even know this fucking bitch. Meaning the friend, not the not the little because <laughs> <laughs> I'm defensive, but I don't know her either. So that is absolutely OK that you feel that the the fact that you have abuse in in your past, obviously, that's something that's very sensitive because we have to deal with that. Am I doing this because of my abuse? And in some ways, everything we do is based on our former programming and how we handle our life and our survival and how we grow. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that being a little is bad just because you were abused. There's tons of littles that were never abused. Bunny has no abuse in her life and she's fucking super little. So right. we know, we know that, but it's, this is, Oh, I know it, it's extremely, it was very hard to read this email. I, I can't tell you how angry, how livid I got after reading this. I mean, I, I want, I had this conversation in my head where I yelled at this fucking bitch. Who the fuck are you? To say that anyone's way of dealing with their their trauma, you know, their past, their painful emotions, or or even someone's way of expressing their desires is unhealthy. You know, if they if they aren't hurting someone, if they aren't committing a crime, if they're in a consensual exchange, fuck you, you stupid cunt for yourself, <laughs> righteous, ignorant judgments. Keep your goddamned opinions to yourself don't talk about things you know nothing about <laughs> get him get him kathy i love it <laughs> yeah that's right get him, get him. <laughs> who let the dogs out where's the dog gonna bite now where's the dog gonna bite <laughs> bite that bitch on the ass god damn it straight up <laughs> That was fun. 
you know, here's, let me tell you something. If, if you were listening to a therapist talk someone through dealing with any kind of past trauma and they were, you know, in their own way, getting this person to dig deep and delve into their inner child, you would say that's a healthy thing. But you sure. immediately jump to a conclusion that what they're doing is disgusting and gross and unhealthy because it's in the context of something that you are too ignorant to understand. Now, this same similar thing happened to me many years ago when I was working at uh, volunteering at Threshold and uh, we were trying to find a venue for our yearly fundraiser event and we couldn't find one. And we finally did. And this person rented the space out to us, a really nice, huge warehouse. We're getting ready to go. And this guy then sends us a nasty email saying, I just found out what you guys are up to and what your club is. I think it's disgraceful and I think it's disgusting. I mean, this guy was a, a real piece of shit. Sure. And I felt very much the way she did. I felt ashamed and it was so shocking to me to feel that because I thought I was secure in myself and I didn't understand where that horrible feeling was coming to. But it took me a while to, uh, to realize the majority of us spend our lives maneuvering our way through all of our relationships in a way that we're not butting up against people who hate us, who judge us, who, who misunderstand us. We obviously, it's the way we're wired. Human beings, we try and align ourselves with our pack, our tribe, people who think along the same lines. To suddenly find yourself dropped into a situation where you are no longer surrounded by those who love you, care for you, and understand you. Within a heartbeat, you are now the hunted. You are now the judged, and you don't see it coming. And the shock that that engenders can be more than you can stand. And you and just like her, I found myself unable to cope with it. I started crying. I couldn't figure out what it was. My girlfriend as it, at the time actually was having trouble understanding why this was affecting me so much. So I, I understand exactly what she's going through. Well, I mean, Kathy, we talked about this and, and, and this is something we talk about a lot. You can go on any mental health show and talk about guilt and shame. It is the only trick that people who are ignorant have to use. That is the yeah. trick of ignorance. If I don't understand something and it threatens me or it makes me uncomfortable or I've been programmed to believe it's awful or bad or demon, uh, you know, satanic, then all I can do is use shame and guilt to try to alter that behavior. And you take right. that stance and as fun as it was to hear you just rip this chick and new asshole, <laughs> I have to realize there's a lot of self-righteousness in my life. There is a lot of times where I have guilted, shamed, judged, and whatever, even if there may have been an ounce of truth because I am, you know, mostly right. But there are a lot of times where in my ignorance, I have used guilt and shame just like everybody else. It is a fear and it is me not being able to control somebody or something or me just not knowing about something. And I had to deal with a lot of that when I got into the lifestyle. I've had to deal with that a lot in my sexuality. I've had to deal with that a lot in all of how I deal with humanity. And I still struggle with it. 
So even though it is true, it's, it's a bad behavior. It's a bad example human. Yeah. I didn't get into the whole bad example thing. But it is bad example human behavior. The, the thing that I hope the person that wrote us understands is her job to herself is to surround herself with the people that care about her and love her and to understand what this is. These are all normal triggers, just like you talked about. There are certain people who who just have a really big red shame and guilt button. Yeah. And anyone can push it. And that means you have work to do on yourself still, just like we all do. The more I work on myself, the less that power exchange impacts me unless it matters. Right. I don't right. give everyone that power exchange anymore. Right. And, you know, another thing is what we talked about, I think, a couple of episodes back where we, we discussed having some kind of distance between you and people because it's not possible even with, with people that you consider yourself close to and who love you and you love them back, it's not possible for them or you to love absolutely everything about each other. It is sure. one of the harder lessons in life to learn that you need to keep some of this shit to yourself. Of course, it's like I said, it's shocking when you didn't see it coming and you suddenly find yourself in the middle of it. But when you sit back and you look at it, you have to understand that you, you're not going to see eye to eye with everybody. And even people who love you are going to judge you on certain things. And they're going to judge you harshly. And if you're honest about it, you can tell yourself, they will judge me just as harshly as I judge other people. Because that goes both ways. And if you can understand that, you can see how it's possible for someone still to be your friends. But in this particular instance, when it comes to these particular things, you keep your distance. Just like when I talked a couple of uh, you know shows ago about my uh, female friend who we had a bad run-in and we, we went into financial arrangement together and it turned out horribly. Guess what? I don't discuss finances with her ever again. I stay a fucking mile away from anything having to do with money in her. I would be hard pressed to lend her money or to take money from her. And I, I understand that boundary now, as far as I'm concerned, it's a chasm between us that she and I simply do not cross. We have lots of other areas where we are compatible and we stick to those. Fantastic points a fantastic discussions. Now then, what does she do about the friend? In my opinion, if I'm going, because that's a deep cut. That is a, that is something if for me, she doesn't have to do, she gets to make her own choices. In my situation, I would need to have a discussion with that friend to set that boundary. I totally understand if you think this is somehow disturbed. This is something that's actually very personal and very close to me. If you want to discuss with me why I think it's healthy and have a healthy conversation about this, then I welcome that conversation. And if you don't want to have a healthy discussion, we can still remain fans, but don't ever fucking bring that up and don't ever judge my kink again. Right. And that's something that's a that's a really good conversation to have with someone in this particular case. Her friend doesn't actually know that she is a little. The other way to go is to keep this to yourself. 
is to understand that this is a part of your life you're not going to share with them. If it's not possible, then I would, I 100% agree with you, Boogie. You have to have that uncomfortable situation. You have to stand firm in your own conviction. Yeah, but like what if all of a sudden they don't know and they keep ranting on it? You know, like you know, if she has this strong and you guys are kinky and you guys have are kink friendly, this is going to come up again. Uh, yeah, I think every situation is different. And my opinion is, if it were me, and unless I absolutely have to, I got enough fucking problems in my life without inviting more in where none is needed. I don't need no goddamn friend that don't like my king. <laughs> That's right. If I, have I will get the friends- Kathy dog on you. We got a whole new angle to our to our show now. Just Kathy. I think we've talked about this in the past. You're just gonna come in with a big ass butch spike collar. I'm going to fucking be like, I will let this dog out on your ass right now. You better check your behavior because Kathy dog is a pit bull. And she will nibble your kneecaps. She will brat at a pitch so high. It will literally split your skull in half and you will die. Have you noticed that I have, I have the little, little dog. High bark and then the big bulldog bark. <laughs> you got a boat. I'm telling you, you are a multifaceted pit bull of terror. This is too much fun. Okay, that was a really great email. I really want to thank uh, our, our anonymous writer for you know sharing that. That's a, not an easy thing to share. I hope we've given her some insight because that's a really tough thing to go through. Lots of love. Lots and lots of love. Perverted Podcast Listener Segway. Joe. Hello. We have partaken again, yet again, of the Leah ham. Oh, yes. Very, very tasty. Which Leah ham sounds like some sort of Shire name. <laughs> it's Leah from Leah ham. Yes, but we love our honey baked ham jerky. Oh, my it God. She delicious. really rocked it this time. Thank you. Thank you very much, Leah Spencer. God damn it. So, Joe, you had a great story, and I think I actually remember this. I think I was at Threshold at the time, and I was managing, like, room rentals and stuff yes, like you that. And you used to come in with play partners. Yes, I did. And you had one experience that usually, you know, you go in, I'm in the office just working on something, or I was in the love lab. Uh, and... You know, you can hear like spankings and like little moans and then some laughter every now and again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, it was, you know, the average Joe scene, like when you had Tiger with you yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, okay, they sound like they're all having a good time. Good, good, good. On this one day, <laughs> I didn't hear shit. I didn't hear a thing. I was like, what's going on in there? Like, I don't, you know, I'm, of course, I'm thinking all the dirtiest thoughts <laughs> in the world. Nope, this was definitely a G day. <laughs> and then you come out, and I'm like, so did you guys have a good time with, like, all this puzzled look on my face? <laughs> so why don't you tell me what happened in this hot and heavy, you know, degrading impact play scene? So uh, Tiger at the time was going through her master's program, and 
it was around midterms or so, and she was really wanting to play to de-stress, you know, from the whole, you know, going through her masters and all that. So we made a made a date, made it to the dungeon, and uh, got to the dungeon, and she was just exhausted. I mean, I could see, even though she wanted to play, she was just physically exhausted. You know, you could see she was just brain fried, not present, not, not able. Present. Yeah, and we brought we brought in some mats. And I always bring a couple blankets, so we put a blanket down on top of the mat. We're going to do rope to start off with, which was our normal thing. But, uh, you know, she's sitting there on the mat, and I could just see her drifting. So I I wrapped her in a a couple pieces of rope, and she's just falling already. It's just like, and this is different than her normal melting from rope. Right. 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 This is is a, I'm exhausted, and this is the first time I've got to relax. Right. Wow, so what happened to the placing then? Uh, basically, our placing became aftercare, right? Basically, I untied her. I drug over one of our play bags and you know, used it as a pillow, and we laid down and took a nap for about two hours. Joe, now there's, now there's a part, I think, of every Uber Dom that's <laughs> like, what? What is that crap? But then there's that part... If you've done a lot of play and you've experienced years of play, that you understand that sometimes when you go into a play scene, it's just going to take a different turn. Oh, yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, you know, a cathartic thing or, you know, maybe they can't take something or or they have some psychological thing that springs up and it's negative. But sometimes it's like this where some- it's just going to go down. Sometimes you just have to go with what's happening and in this case i could see she was just even though she really wanted to play she asked to play she wasn't you know she was just exhausted i mean midterms for her master's program come on i hearing this one of the reasons why i think this is so great is because i talked a lot of shit a few weeks ago well maybe a couple months ago when mew came down from med school Mm -hmm. and it was the same thing you know, she was in med school, you know, yep. it's just like going through that master's program. That is intensity. So she thought she was going to, yeah, you're going to fuck <laughs> me in the ass. And you're going to do all this stuff. And then, she, you know, I tried all this stuff. And she's like, can we just cuddle? Can yeah. got my ass kicked by school literally for yeah. months. And, and that became the correct scene to have. I mean, we bitched about it, and I talked shit about her being vanilla, and she had to make it up on the last trip. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it really, it's a great observation to see that that's a great way to either break a sub or to build up a sub. In my personal opinion, you know, mind you, my own humble opinion, right, you really have to watch out to what your sub is doing, right, how they are. I mean... You could have in your mind you're going to do all this stuff, but is that good for your sub? Is that bad for your sub? You know, you got to, you're, you're as the top, dumb, whatever, you're there for their well-being also, among other things, you know? Sure. And in this case, her well-being was lay her down and let her rest because she was exhausted. And it could have been, I mean, there's a lot of times where people push and, you know, and maybe, you know, they can get into it if you push, um... Maybe they're willing to just kind of go for it and whatever, but are you really going to get out of them what you get in? Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I love, I love reading about that and I love the memory of that because 
for a minute there, I was kind of baffled. Like, I'm like, oh, you had a nap scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nap scenes are good. Sometimes it, sometimes it worked out, you know. Like I've told you before, it's like she used to drop so deep when she was in rope. I'm just, you know, it's amazing how far she'd go. But have her in rope and just see her in not the totally in subspace one, but it's like going a different direction. You could see there was a difference in her body and the look in her eyes and stuff. And just like, okay, this is this is not working today. Like you just need to rest. I can see it. Absolutely. So going forward, one of the things that I take away from this story and then some of my stories where you've had to adapt is part of your negotiation. I think it's really good to check in before the scene. Like sometimes you negotiate a couple days before the scene and everyone's all raring to go. That's why it's kind of good to check in the day of the scene. Oh, definitely. Or even before and to see, hey, is there some stuff going on? Because what I find which seems pretty common sense now that you look at it and you get to experience it is that if somebody has a lot of stress in their life and they're working really hard in their life, they're already getting their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. So they may not be as gung ho for the ass whooping that they thought they were desiring. Yeah. I've always told my partners our dungeon time, right? Especially when we're doing private time, right? Is whatever we need it to be at that moment. You know, Sometimes it could be a heavy play scene. Sometimes it could be something we didn't plan. Sometimes we could be just laughing the whole time or like this. This is what was needed for this scene. All right. I don't think it takes away or emasculates you or what you want because, of course, just like just like, uh, just like, like you, you know, I talk shit on the show, we made a joke out of it, and she's like, I'll show you. <laughs> Eventually, I am going to get what I want out of this relationship. I'm going to say this, and I may sound like a pig. If I, because I am a pig, if, if, if I was in a relationship with somebody and all they wanted to do was nap, then that would be a limited relationship because I have other wants and needs and desires, uh, other than just a a cuddle partner. That's not, that's not my jam. I do love to cuddle. I just, Mm -hmm. I have other things I want to do. I want to be kinky and visceral and primal. But that doesn't mean I have to have that every time. And it also means that if I take that time to focus on the needs of my partner, that can only build respect. Yes, absolutely. And further trust, which means that once again, like we talked about, I think it was you and I that talked about on the other time, the more they trust you, the more they end up being yes, able to give absolutely. and try and experiment with themselves. Yeah, it's like I said originally, you know, it's like, it's important to be there for your your sub, you know. You're there, you're responsible for their well-being, and sometimes their well-being requires them to rest. I mean, I've ended scenes early before when my subs tell me, it's like, oh, I want more, I want more. No, you're done. I can see you're done. Like, you don't know it yet. I'll catch up with you in a few minutes, but you're done. Yeah. No, that's good. It's, it, it's exciting to see, and I just think over the course of all the mistakes I made, to get to this place where I still have more mistakes to make, but hopefully I make less of them. And and things like this always wind up being better in the long run mm-hmm. is when you do that. And it, it's not bad to cuddle. Yeah. You know, I find I'd prefer to put my finger in your ass while you're sleeping. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is good. 
It's a good story, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Let's all gather round Enigma. Enigma, Enigma, we're all singing to you today. Let's all gather round the ass of Enigma. (laughs) It's like a campfire around you. We haven't talked to you in a goddamn while. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Just surviving, you know, COVID, doing car stuff, fixing my car and... Oh, yeah? All that. Yeah, I had to take my car to a delightful mechanic that had to, because my brakes were basically (laughs) falling apart. You know, the whole stopping (laughs) thing. Yeah. I mean, if you could could pull the Flintstones move and -hmm. just Mm -hmm. not, you know, as a kid, you're like, that could work. Right. You know, I could literally stop. A you know one ton vehicle made of stone with stone <laughs> wheels, just by putting my feet in the ground and not have both of my legs snap like twigs into a hundred pieces. Right. You'd only be able to amputate because the doctor would be like, "I can't, I can't." There's nothing. It's powder. It's yeah. just powder. But if it, you could, you right, would have saved money. It you would have yeah. saved a lot of money at the mechanics. I, I would have saved so much money uh, that, you know, it, it, not as much as if I'd taken it to, like, a, a mainstream mechanic. But, like, you know, it still still would have, uh, you know, put towards, like, my porn money or something. So, Well, you know, you got you to gotta have a car and it's got to <laughs> stop. It's so true. I'm glad. So, so does that mean that you made the car stoppable so you could pull over and pick up the hyenas? And do some mayhem in the back seat? I wish. Okay, so that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. Yeah, still still just me and my masturbatory throne uh, these days. Well, you know, you are consistent. But the good news is, <laughs> is that gives you more time to research stuff going on around the world in the sexual arena. It's true. And you did come up with two good ones this time. I will say both of these are are pretty cool and interesting. Why don't we go ahead and start with the porn study one first? Okay. So this one comes from floridatrend.com. And this article is called Stetson University Research Says Porn Does Not Cause Violent Sex Crimes. Yay! Celebration. Pew, pew, pew. So many people around the world often use porn as a way to create a fantasy for themselves, but can the use of porn lead to issues in the real world? So these researchers, uh, Richard Hartley and Chris Ferguson out of Setson University started looking at older porn studies on porn, re-evaluating the validity to what porn actually does. And they started looking at these um, old research studies about 11 years ago. And their current review was spurred because a lot of states in the U.S. uh, started to label porn in general as a public health crisis. And these two doctors wanted to see if there was any actual correlation or was it just politicians being dumb and narrow minded. And the docs found out that most of these studies just showed the subjects uh, or the the studies themselves showed their uh, subjects a lot of aggressive porn and uh, and very non-aggressive porn, and then asked if they felt more aggressive after. Um, But they were able to find that most studies that actually showed 
when a population had more access to porn that actually reduced the sexual aggression of the population. So in general, the researchers uh, in future studies hope to bring to light a lot of the widespread problems with porn research, which seems too quick to jump on results before actual research is done. They look at, hey, this person's violent because they w watch violent porn. It's like, no, maybe you just showed them violent porn and now they're, you know, kind of in an aggressive mood, but that doesn't necessarily make them aggressive. If they were aggressive already. Right. Exactly. Is what this is what you're saying. So the study said that there wasn't a lot of difference between the fact that a person was aggressive or if they watched aggressive porn. It was just the fact that the problem lied with the individual prior to any consumption of porn. Right. Right. So people with people with sociopaths, psychopathy, um, violent tendencies, those types of things, the, the types of people that commit violent acts sexually towards other individuals uh, was more prominent than just the fact of whether or not they watched porn. There was no connection there. Right. And it's it's the same argument with like violent video games. It's like just because somebody plays that thing, that doesn't necessarily mean like they're going to play Grand Theft Auto and then go out and start beating up hookers and stealing cars and shit. Like that's not sure. It, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry for laughing, but it does sound funny. But what's what's interesting about that is I started really thinking about, you know, the environment, because obviously this is a bigger picture and blaming some individual input like video games or pornography or gambling videos or, you know, whatever is going to make people go out and do or watching, you know, movies that have drug use in them or anything that I hate to say, it, but a lot of times it's the evangelical movement that right. is saying that anytime you see this, you're just going to be this like straight A perfect student walking down the street and then you're going to see something go down and you're going to go, oh my God, I must kill. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's not, that's not necessarily how it works. Does it mean there can't be an unhealthy obsession with pornography, violent video games or the such? Does it mean there can't be things that you should take a look at? If you're consuming it in an obsessive way that you can't manage your regular life, absolutely. That's with any compulsion. Right. But it but it doesn't necessarily mean that A equals B. Right. And and, and it's and there's usually some sort of like how 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 did that person get raised? What is their environment like? Like is it the porn or is it the fact that they had they were raised in a very violent household or were they um kind of predisposition to have kind of anger issues that uh, that they are finding or in other studies that are a bit more hereditary like what other issues are going on that would make them do that as opposed to they happen to get on Pornhub and watch something aggressive yeah like, like we said I don't think the yeah. Pornhub is the thing that's converting them no it's like what came first the chicken or the egg you know obviously you got a bad egg Mm -hmm. anything that they use to pump themselves up because it's true. People use, you know, hard rock to get, you know, pumped up, you know, people, I mean, you hear stories of, you know, soldiers, you know, in militia groups, they get them high. They show them Rambo. They get fucking pumped up. They go out and kill people. So, right. but it doesn't mean that Rambo and the drugs are necessary. Well, maybe the drugs might help. Um, 
that the influence isn't necessarily the thing that's going to make someone decide to commit a violent act, but anything can be used to pump up your adrenaline to if you've decided you're going to go commit a crime. Right, exactly. And and they also point out in this article that one of the problem with this study, and it's kind of we've seen this happen in a couple of the articles that we've talked about on this show, is that a lot of these, they look at they look at correlation, but they don't look at the actual evidence. And they just go off of, hey, these things seem to be linked. And so therefore, we're going to say then this in this research article that they are linked and they're not actually supported by any sort of evidence. And that 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 shows a lot of uh, that, that brings to light a lot more of the problems with kind of sex research in general is a lot of times that research gets connected to just general correlation and not actual evidence. And, you know, we, as we've talked about before, like that's a, a, people who are looking at scientific research, looking for actual evidence. And they come across these articles that say, oh, yeah, we sh- we show these people aggressive porn and that shows that they are and they liked it. And therefore, that shows that they are going to be aggressive sexually. And that. Well, I mean, that's that's what we call junk science. Yeah. You know, a group, uh, you know, say a religious group wants to prove that porn turned Jeffrey Dahmer into a serial killer. They did all this shit. It was like Lou Dobson or Focus on the Family or something. I mean, there was something where they tried this whole campaign and Jeffrey Dahmer's like, yes, I watched porn and now I fucking eat dudes. You know, and it was like, (laughs) they said, see, porn makes you eat people. And they tried to show that to all the kids in their youth groups because they wanted them to not become, you know, sinful people. Right. Uh, and so junk science is like, well, you'll go and spend a couple bucks to have a study say what you want it to say. And that's why they call it junk science, because it's not clear. It's not collaborative. And the data is skewed and the environment of the data is skewed so that you get the answer that you want instead of the answer. That's the truth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so because I've never eaten people. <laughs> I mean, I fucked with somebody's ashes on my dick, but that's different. I don't, they were already dead. I didn't go make them dead because I watched porn. And I've watched a lot of porn. As have I. Enigma, do you kill a lot of people? Not that I know of. No, okay. So this is, that's two. There's two right there. It's <laughs> two. That's a good study. We get 998 more, and mm-hmm, we could mm-hmm. publish a pretty good paper. That is a good goddamn article, Enigma. Ten points for Enigma. Thank Ten you points. Very much. Now let's move into the next one, which is just goddamn fun. I know. Yeah, th- this is definitely a lighter. We- we've we've gotten pretty heavy in the last few episodes, so like I figured, let's go a little bit lighter. So thank fucking bajiba jeebus. <laughs> so this article comes from Unilad.co.uk. And the article is called Woman Quits Job to Earn Six Figures a Month Pretending to Be a Dog. (laughs) So a 20-year-old woman who uh, loved to play like a dog now earns six figures by pretending to be a dog. Uh, She she grew up loving to play around like a dog, like a lot of children do. And it wasn't until she went to a convention, because that's where everybody gets corrupted. That's right. Where she was introduced to the pet play scene. Um, She at first kept it pretty vanilla, but she quickly found her own uh, voice, as it were, 
as a dog, as opposed to a lot of female types who choose to be kittens or foxes or other um, more feminine, I guess, types of animals. And once she discovered this side of her, she started playing around as a dog on her OnlyFans, and that quickly took over any other vanilla stuff she was doing. Wow. Um, yeah, so like it goes in, goes a little bit into depth in the article where she was doing kind of the typical OnlyFans stuff, and then she made a separate OnlyFans specifically for her pet play stuff, and that skyrocketed her stuff. Um, and this this is not just for money. Even in her o- offline life, she is a puppy. Right. Being walked around on leash, eating out of a dish, all of it. I am so excited. I mean, of course, it's interesting because, like, you read the title, and it's like you and I and people that are in the lifestyle, you know, we just chuckle, you know, like, ah, mm-hmm. ah it's cute, you know. She's a puppy and and she's making money as a puppy. Right. Because we understand puppies. We understand pet play. We understand the amazing psychology of being able to let yourself go in that moment and all the different, you know, whether it's sexual or non-sexual. And we get all that. And it's just so fun to see an article. And I think the article was written in a way that was that didn't really have a judgment. It was kind of like she's making six figures. Yeah. She's making that means a hundred grand a month, pretty much being a puppy. And I'm like, I, I'll, I'll put a fucking tail in my ass. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll do it for a thousand. Okay, maybe not a thousand bucks a month because that might be awkward. But I just, uh, I think it was really cool how it was, it came from such a non kink point of view. But at the end, it was like, huh, some people like to be dogs. Why not? I mean, this this actually goes along yeah. with the, you know the one that you and I got a little heated on uh, that we had a couple weeks ago with the you know, because she goes in public in a leash. Oh yeah, but it's more playful and maybe they're she's not dressed as much. Mm-hmm. And once again, it just it's just exciting to see. Like you can't say. I mean, some people would say, oh, because she does naked puppy play in her only fans. And she has a sexual aspect of her puppy now. People will bitch and gripe about that because that's what people do. Of course. But in general, no harm, no foul. They they didn't show anything in the article where she's savage, savagely hurting anybody. No, not at all. And, and if anything, she's actually kind of expanding the market a little bit. And that's something she talks about, too, where kind of like the, the idea that like a lot of puppies tend to be right. in the gay male realm of people um and so when she was like started to get into puppy play there wasn't a lot of stuff for female bodied individuals and so her kind of her like side movement to this whole thing is creating this kind of safe uh movement safe environment for female puppies to kind of start coming out and being recognized as uh, as more legitimate as probably they were I'm, i'm sure she got some backlash for being a puppy and kind of a I don't know. I mean, I haven't I sure haven't seen pet discrimination. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I know a lot of female puppies. I, that's when she said yeah. that I was like, is this a new article or is this an older article? Because I know I my god, I don't, I'm not I can't say her name on the show, but I got to play with a puppy for we dated sort of for a little bit and she was like Full blown mm-hmm. ball chasing, fucking spaced out, not knowing what the hell you're saying, puppy. 
who also happened to be just an fucking mm-hmm. incredible fucking sexual volcano of a human being, um, both in puppy and out of puppy. So it was like I've had experiences with other female puppies to where I haven't really noticed the ratio difference between puppies and kittens. And and we've had a couple puppies at Threshold uh, when we were there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but maybe, maybe uh, in her experience, she's experienced, you know, that it's predominantly a male thing. And I'm not, I'm not doubting that. And surely in the gay leather scene, there's a lot of puppies. Oh yeah, for sure. In the article, she does clarify that like her puppy play and like a lot of people who do pet play, like it has nothing to do with actual animals. Right. I know that that a lot of people like kind of like, oh, that means she does. She'll like, fuck a dog. Yeah, she'll something. get fucked by a dog. Yeah, and, which is hot, but no, like, absolutely not. Completely no. illegal in many places. Did Very I say that out loud? Fuck them. I don't care. You, you, you did just yeah. a little bit. Um, completely illegal, and then there's a judgment of whether or not it's ethical because is the dog consenting i don't know (laughs) we're gonna Um, get into this if the dog mounts you it's consenting (laughs) if you mount the dog it's a double standard it's not consenting but if you're laying there on your hands and knees and you go hey what are you up to and the dog's like i think i'll fuck this thing it'll fuck a couch cushion it's consenting but whatever that's my opinion (laughs) that's just my opinion it's a double standard it's fair we should probably get more into the fact that this is what's good about the dynamic of not just puppy play, but littles play, kinky play in general. There's lots of play that doesn't include sex. There's a lot of people that oh, yeah. give spankings, but there's no sex involved. There's no penetration. There's no touching of the genitals. Mm-hmm. There's puppy play where it is literally just about training the puppy and throwing the ball and giving it toys to play with and feeding it and giving it head scratches. And there's no sexuality, the same with littles and everything. And I think it's good to understand those differences and not, cause it's the same thing like with when I was a massage therapist, the female massage therapists have such an uphill battle because prostitution was tied in with massage therapy for so many decades right. that it was just assumed if you're a massage therapist, you'll give me a hand job at the end if you're a female. So you got to continually fight to show people that there are other, it, it's not one size fits all. Right. And you have like dames who they're not as interested in fucking a sub, but they do want a sub to come over and do chores and whatnot and and kind of submit in that way like it's not our our lifestyle isn't in, isn't all about sex a lot of times the the kinky and bdsm and the domination whatever is entirely separate from sexuality now then in my bdsm right and my it is all about sex right i right. can do not sex and enjoy not sex i've trained puppies and kittens and whatever and not done anything sexual and it's fun Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I am the person I like to wind up doing awful things to people consensually. Oh, yes. I, I also love doing awful, orgasmically messy, sexy stuff to people. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, this is that moment <laughs> where you and I get kind of quiet. And we've just now lowered our little predator lion head in the reeds. And we're watching just for... Dear God, please, some willing prey to just prance along, but it's not. 
And so we have to pull ourselves back and now finish the show. I, I, I will say that, like, reading the article and finding out that the, this particular puppy is from my home state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, of course, of course, she's back there. And, and you're here and, now. And, and incredibly cute and also a puppy. And God damn it. You know, Enigma, you know, you're going to be like reaching <laughs> out. You're going, hey, uh, do you want to come on this show? Uh, you know, I do. And then you'll be like, I'm doing the interview. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Make it happen. Okay. Make it happen, Enigma. It'd be great to talk to her on the show and get her uh, her point of view about what's going on with her puppy play. I will try to find that out. And I'll wingman the whole time for you. <laughs> I'll literally just be like, look at it. You'll say like cat food. And I'll be like, that isn't Enigma amazing. <laughs> Do you see the syllables that that guy puts together? Cat and food, and you're a puppy, and sometimes puppies eat the cat food mm -hmm. and leave none for the cat. Isn't he awesome? <laughs> you should you should take on his little enigma. Thank you. Thank you, Boogie. I, I appreciate the support. So, Boogie, do you think our, our, our listeners would like to know how to get in contact with us? Yes. Pray. Pray to me. <laughs> Pray to the Church of Pray crack. to the Church of Cock, God damn it. Now, how do they get a hold of us? Well, they can find us on Twitter at PervertedPCast. They can find us on Instagram at PervertedPodcast. They can find us on the interwebs at our website, www.pervertedpodcast.com. Or they can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. <laughs> Oh my god, All right. that was show 294. I if you have I don't even know what I'm saying. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. As always, we give tremendous love out to our amazing listeners and especially to our Patreon supporters. Never forgetting our amazing show sponsor, Headley, the master of the tea service. Headley, you, one of these days, you and I will have tea together, and it will be an awesome. Day. Oh, it would be wonderful! And he'll he'll put little flower petals around around the edge of the bowl, and and it'll be good. And there'll be a Victorian print that will be folded, and you'll fold the print, and then it'll un and it'll unveil some sort of wacky, uh, amazing thing that'll be wonderful, Gabby. I love it when you do Headley. You do it so I well. I do Headley makes... in my head all the time. He's like my makes... favorite character now. It makes me so giddy whenever I re-listen to that that episode or whenever I hear you doing because I just I, I don't know he makes me happy he's I just like the way he is he enjoys life he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him there I said it that's it as always if you think this show brings value to your lives consider becoming a supporter by visiting patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast take us out boogie Kathy I'm still excited about you being a pit bull <laughs> like I got some people, Kathy. I got some people that I need to bring out the dog. <laughs> Just chew on their fucking leg and make them right. But uh, what a great show and so much love to uh, our anonymous poster and uh, and just. I'm excited to be a daddy. I have all sorts of issues in my life. 
and being a daddy and taking care of littles and discovering things. And yes, all the dirty fun too. All of that has literally made my life better and has made me a more caring and compassionate individual. So I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Being a daddy and littles play has made me a better person. Fuck the fuck off. Mm. To everyone else, I am excited to be here. I'm excited to hopefully we'll probably start with patrons uh, getting their munch, you know, because they, they throw in money. Um, and then we'll uh, <laughs> open up. Yeah, just got to do something for them. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then we'll open it up to the others. And I'm going to do it on different time zones because we have so many UK uh, listeners now. Um that I want to be able to get the time zones in and just a lot of stuff coming up. I'm taking not a step, step back from starting the new podcast. Um, I have a lot of things going on. I'm still producing that, but I am a wreck in my life and I need to not be as wrecky before I start that weekly commitment of another 20 hours a week Mm -hmm. uh, to do another show. So I'm still active on it. I still I'm getting great support. Path Girl is going to be, um, I'm going to do a segment with her because, you know, she's all the science person. Uh So she's going to be doing like the neurobiology, you know, like what's the neurobiology of depression and panic attacks and things like that. And so she's going to be looking up all those studies and joining me on that. So there's a lot of good stuff coming on. Just stay busy. Just stay busy doing something that actually helps someone other than yourself. And that's how I survive. So hopefully that works for you too. Let's all get out there and do something good for somebody else this week. And we will see you next week. Woohoo! Crank. Speed. Methamphetamine. Ooh, tweakity tweakers. So much fun till they steal your shit. Tweakers start projects that turn into piles. They never get finished, just reorganized once in a while. Snort another line to help you focus. I just needed to get these projects done. That's meth. Ooh, tweakity tweakers. They'll spend all night just to hang a light. You invent stupid shit, but you swear you're a genius. You're up for three days straight, masturbating a limp penis. You're picking your face like your skin is possessed. Hey, let's go rob my mom. That's meth. The paranoia will destroy your sanity fast. You speak to your houseplants in code because the government is listening. You sleep with duct tape all over your ass in case the... Aliens come visiting. Now your kidneys are shot and you're fucking toothless. Your police record's long and you're socially useless. Better get help before it fries you to death. What happened to my life? That's meth. Why doesn't my family answer the phone when I call? That's meth. I'm gonna make a plan to get clean. That's meth. I just need a little more shit so I can make a plan to get clean. That's meth. That's meth. That's meth. 
so I can get it just right. That's math, that's math, that's math, that's math, that's math.